Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. So when we look at this passage of Scripture, uh, we recognize that the greatest miracle of all time occurred. One that never happened before, one that's never happened since, nor will it. That miracle is the miracle of the virgin birth. Now, we know that God can do anything, right? And he did something mighty and powerful with Jesus Christ coming in the form of a baby, being fully God and fully man. And when you read that text, and we'll read it in just a moment, we see that God said, the angel of God said, you will call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is deliverance in the name of Jesus. There is forgiveness in the name of Jesus. It has deep meaning even to us yet today. You know, we look around us in our culture and we see that names really don't mean much anymore. Sometimes parents name their kids after a family member. For instance, my dad's name was Leland Vance Dow. My name is Stephen Vance Dow. My oldest son is Christopher Vance Dow. His oldest son is Connor Vance Dow. And I hope Connor passes it on. Just a tie to our heritage and our past. It has no real significance other than that. Sometimes they will name a child after their favorite hero or character from history. But often the names have no real significance anymore. Matter of fact, when I was doing the research for this message, I, uh, I wanted to find out what are the most popular names today. And I came across a few that I don't know why they're popular, just flat out stupid. You know what I mean? And then I found this site that said gender-neutral names. I thought, oh, this is going to be priceless. So I popped it up and I began reading. And most of these names are given by the Hollywood elites and those who consider themselves better than you and me. And when I read it, I realize again how stupid sin really makes you. So listen to some of these names. They were Blue. How's that for a name? Moon. Shady. Thin. Colt, River, Birdie, Canyon, Denim, River, Lane, Mint, Pistol, Rocket, Sparrow, Echo. What crazy names. So I thought, let's have a little fun. Let's put these together. Can you imagine if your kid was named Blue Denim? Yeah, that just says it all, doesn't it? Or how about Moon River? He'd be singing all the time, wouldn't he? Or how about Shady Lane? It takes you right to the south where the Spanish moss hangs from those trees. Or this is one of my favorites. How about if you combine two of them? Thin was the first one and Mint is the second one. Thin Mint. What a name. I can get on that. Or how about Colt and Pistol? Colt Pistol. Or River Rocket. Or Sparrow Birdie. You know, I had a cousin named Birdie. That woman never shut up a day in her life. From the time she got up till the time she went to bed, she was talking constantly. The name fit her very well. Or Canyon Echo. Just a few of those that seem very, very ludicrous to me. Yet that's the way our world is going. Yet in Bible times, names had significance and meaning. And often the people who were given the name lived out the meaning of that name in their lives. For instance, Jacob means trickster. David means beloved. 
Abraham means father of a multitude. Moses means drawn out. Boy, that describes his life, doesn't it? Tried to rescue his Israeli companions, his Hebrew friends and neighbors, by killing an Egyptian. And then he ran and stayed 40 years in the wilderness. That's drawn out. And then when God called him back to deliver the Israelites, he took them out of Egypt, sent the 12 spies into the promised land. You know the story. Ten came back with a negative report. Two came back with a positive report. And as a result, he spent another 40 years in the wilderness, drawn out. Fits him perfectly. But when we look at the scripture, we have to understand that Jesus, in the name of Jesus, has great significance for us today. Look at Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 21. It says, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. goes on to say, So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophets, saying, and he's quoting Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, Behold, the virgin shall be with a child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Would you just say that name with me today? Just say it out loud, Jesus. Jesus. There's power in the name. There's hope in the name. There's forgiveness in the name. There's reconciliation in the name. There's deliverance in the name. Oh, come on, say it one more time. Jesus. Jesus. His name, Jesus, means Jehovah is salvation. Jehovah is salvation. Now, when you think about the miracle of the virgin birth, you have to recognize that From man's perspective, this is an absolute impossibility. It cannot happen. It cannot be done. A woman cannot conceive without the seed of a man. Yet somehow, God through his Holy Spirit hovered over Mary and deposited a seed within her that would be the God characteristics that would make Jesus fully God and fully man. An amazing thing. People say today, skeptics declare it's impossible, it can't happen, it's against biology. It's interesting to me that the same people who say the virgin birth is against biological facts are the same ones who say there's 64 genders. Come on, go figure, it makes no sense at all. Either the virgin birth is real and there's two genders, Or the virgin birth is a hoax and there's 64. I'm going to go with the first perspective. Amen? I believe that God caused Jesus to be born of a virgin. Let me ask you, what is harder to speak the worlds and the universes into existence or to cause Jesus to be born of a virgin? What's the more difficult? The answer is they're both the same in God's eyes and in God's power. It's an amazing thing when we look at it. Never before... Had a person been born of a virgin, and never since has a person been born of a virgin. It's truly the greatest miracle of all time. 
It's a one-off. It'll never be repeated again. It's a one and done. The virgin birth of Jesus Christ. Now listen, I didn't come today to lift up Mary and Joseph. I came today to lift up Jesus Christ. Because he is mighty. He is powerful. He is Savior and healer and deliverer. He is the one who has paid the ransom, the cost, the price for you and I to be reconciled to God. And it's only appropriate that not only at this time of the year, but every day of the year, we marvel at the miracle of his coming. We recognize this is truly a miracle of the living God. And when you break down and begin to consider the name of Jesus, it brings you to the place where you recognize that name, Jesus, is all he is, all he came to do, inclusive in one name. So very quickly, I want to give you four things that this name does for us. Number one, it tells us his identity. His identity. The word salvation, or in other words, Jehovah saves, Jesus, tells us that he came in the world, what he came into the world to accomplish. He came to declare Jesus Christ. Verse 21 of our text tells us he came to save his people from their sins. When you look at the Greek, the word save is sozo. And it means these things. It means to keep safe. It means to rescue from danger or destruction. It means to protect. I've come to tell you that Jesus came with a mission and his mission was to seek and to save those which are lost. He has a reason for being and that's declaring his intention. His name declared his identity. Then his name declared his intention. He came to save people from their sins. Philippians chapter 2, verses 7 through 11 says it this way. He made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant. Now I want you to hear that phrase. The lowest of the low. He took the form of a bond servant. And coming in the likeness of man... And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. He died as a common criminal. He came as a bondservant. He, he walked through the worst death that could possibly be imagined in his day and in his time. But because of that, verse 9 says, Therefore God hath highly exalted him, and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Those under heaven, those under earth, every tongue shall confess he is Lord. You know, there's one day when those who think they're better than you and me will have to stand before the king of glory. And in that moment, knees will bow, tongues will confess. He will be declared the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You know that phrase, you know what it means, don't you? It means there is no king elevated higher above him. There is no king that's ever been more powerful. There is no king that ever has a, a greater heritage and mission than Jesus Christ and Lord Lord of Lords. He is the exalted Lord of the universe. He is the Word. He is the way. He is the life. Oh, there is none like the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And his name is Jesus. He came for a reason, and that was to rescue you and me. He said, I don't need to be saved. I don't need to be rescued. 
I'm not facing destruction in my life. Let me tell you something. Jesus said it this way in John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief, speaking of Satan, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Every day you're alive, whether you know Jesus and serve him or whether you deny him and curse him, there is an enemy that's trying to attack your life. His name is Satan, Lucifer, deceiver, slewfoot, horns on the head. But I've got news for you. The girl sang it this morning when he was crucified. He descended into the gates of hell and he brought back the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And today he is exalted as King of kings and Lord of lords. And he came because you and me need saving. And because we can't save ourselves. Because our sins so burden us, blind us, and deceive us that we can't see any other way to live. But when we bow our knee, when we confess his name, when we ask him to forgive us of our sins, a great miracle occurs and he takes out that heart of stone that was impervious to his presence. And he gives us a heart of flesh that responds to him, that moves according to his will, his purpose, his glory for our life. And then we become sons and daughters of the Most High God. I come to tell you, he came to save us. And you saying, I don't need to be saved, only shows the level of your deception. It only shows how deep and how far away you are from Christ and the great hold that Satan has on and over your life. Oh, today I encourage you to recognize him as Savior, to declare him as your deliverer, as the one who protects you and keeps you safe. Oh, hear me today, friend. He is one that sticks closer than a brother. He is one that once you accept him and receive him, declares, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. He is the one who is the voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. He is the one who said, my hand is not shortened, my ear is not deafened to your cry. He is the one who said these words, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. And his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Today, I encourage you, turn to him. Let him break the deception off of your life. Let him reach into your innermost being and remove all that is ugly and dirty and sin-stained. And let him declare over you, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new because his identity is to save you and me. His name is Jesus. Man, that's pretty good preaching. And for believers... Oh, he's here still to save us. He's here still to deliver us. He's here still to protect us. This week, I believe it was Wednesday, Yvonne turned to me and said, by the way, she's sick this morning, Tallahassee crud. And she said, you know, our Christmas could have been a lot different this year. You know, I thought about that. It sure could have. But for the protecting power that's in the name 
the name that's above every name. When I had that wreck, I didn't say the name of Jesus. I didn't pray, but I knew he was there. He was with me. There was no fear, just perfect peace. When I know and understand, I can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil because thou art with me. Oh, somebody hear me this morning. It's not just a name you toss around. It's not just a religion you embrace. But when you know Jesus, you know him as your savior, your protector, your deliverer. You know him as the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And I've come to tell you this morning, there isn't one demon in hell. There isn't one plan of the devil that is in any way going to wreck your life because Jesus is there to save. So stop living in fear. Stop living in uncertainty. Stop living with anxiety and apprehension about what today or tomorrow may bring. Do you not understand the Prince of Peace is inhabiting your life? He moved in and set up his house in your life. And if the Prince of Peace lives in you, then why should you fear? His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. We read the New Testament, we see the miracles, the signs, the wonders. And every one of those, according to Acts chapter 2, verse 22, were to show God's approval of Jesus Christ. But the greatest stamp of approval on Jesus Christ was God taking his DNA and putting it into the womb of Mary and creating the man whose name is Jesus, who is fully God and fully man. The man who identifies with you and me. Number three, Haley, would you come back, please? Tom, would you come back? His name declares his impoverishment. What it says, it says he came as a bond servant. He came as the lowest of the low. He didn't come into a palace. He wasn't born in riches, glamour. He was born in a stable. Now, we use the term manger because that's what the Bible says, but the manger was a part of a stable. The manger is actually the place where the cattle food was placed. It was typically in that day and time a rock that had a hollowed out portion in it to put the food of the livestock in the stable. Jesus was placed in the manger, listen to me and catch this, so that as he lived, he became our life, our substance, the bread of life dwelling in you and me. Oh, there's great power in the name of Jesus. He came not as a king, but as a humble servant. He wasn't born in a palace, but in a stable. He understood poverty and weariness and hunger. He understood rejection and loneliness and temptation. He endured every single one of those things so he could identify with you and me. The writer of Hebrews said it better than I ever could in chapter 4, verses 15 and 16. He said, For we have not a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, our weaknesses, our sicknesses, our diseases, our failures, our frustrations but was in all points tempted just like we are, yet he is without sin. Therefore, let us boldly come to the throne of grace that we might receive mercy and find grace to help in times of need. 
Oh, he went through everything we went through and conquered it all. Number four, his name declares his individuality. You can read it one more time, Isaiah 7, 14. It says, therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. There's only one. He's unique. He is a complete individual person from all the rest of the human race. His name is Emmanuel. Now I want you to begin to think about it. His name is Jesus. Yeshua. Savior. And his name is Emmanuel. God with us. It doesn't matter what you're experiencing, what you're going through, what you're enduring at this very moment. Whether it's sickness, disease, sorrow, and loneliness, rejection because a person you love walked away. It doesn't matter what you're experiencing today. He is with you and he has overcame it all. He is conqueror over all. So that today, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So that today, no matter what you need, you can ask anything in his name and he will do it because his name is Jesus. Think about the power that's in that name. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord, that's you and that's me. As I was researching this message, there's 102 names in the scripture for Jesus. I'm not going to give you 102 of them this morning. I'm just going to give you 26. How about that? Here we go. A, he's the ancient of days. B, he's the brightness of his father's glory. C, he is the chief cornerstone. D, he is the desire of all nations. E, he is Emmanuel, God with us. Oh, shout it, Jesus. Jesus. F, he's the faithful witness. G, he's the giver of eternal life. H, he is our hope and the horn of our salvation. I, he is our great I am. J, he is our judge and our justifier. K, oh, if you're not ready to stand on your feet and worship him by now, something's wrong with you. Your wood's wet. K, he is the king of kings. He is the king of kings. L, he is the Lord of lords. M, he is Messiah, the anointed one. And he is the Nazarene carpenter. Oh, he's the only begotten of the Father. P, he's the prince of peace. Q, he is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. R, he is the resurrection and the life. S, he is my sinless Savior. T, he's the tree of life. U, he is unique. V, oh, somebody, somebody shout it out. He is my victory. He's my victory. W, he's the word of God. Why? It says he is our Savior. That's translated from Yeshua. He is Yeshua, our Savior. 
X, he is Christos. When you read Christ in the Greek, that word starts with an X. He is the Christ, Christos, whose name is Jesus. And Z, he is our zeal. I've come to tell you this morning, there's power in the name of Jesus. Why? Because he was born of a virgin, created by God in Mary's womb to be fully God and fully man. And because of that, there is no power from hell, life from the pit of hell, plan of Satan that will ever prevail against you because you are the church of Jesus Christ. And if on this rock what rock the rock of Peter's confession thou art the Christ the son of the living God read it Matthew 16 upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail would somebody throw up their hand and shout Jesus come on shout his name over your problems shout his name over your circumstances shout his name over your disease shout his name over your sickness. Shout his name over your poverty. Shout his name over your severed relationship. His name is Jesus. 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 And there's something. Oh, I've come to tell you this morning. There is something about that name. There is something about that name. His name is Jesus. As Tom begins to sing this great psalm, if you need to call on him this morning for forgiveness, for healing, for help, for deliverance, doesn't matter the nature of your need. As he sings, you come. Come on, sing it out. Say the name. Say the name. Just do that right now. Say the name. You made it to the end of the message, and now what? Is God leading you to make a change? Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sharer Road in Tallahassee, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 1030 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.